Listen, in my, ha- in, in my house, uh, the, the adage is, that's good enough. We are back, episode 64, <laughs> Wayne in with Travis Hartman, I am B-Money, the producer, that over there is Weekend Trav. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have yet to subscribe to our show and our content, do so below. If you're on YouTube, it's down there. Hit also the thumb up while you're here. Hit subscribe, the bell icon if you want to be notified of our, uh, whenever we post our musings and things like that. But we're also on Instagram, uh, Spotify, everywhere you find your audio podcast needs and sources. We are there. Wayne in with Travis Hartman. All one word. So, Weekend Trav, this is the post-fight episode. Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. Yep. What we're going to do here, Weekend Trav, is we're just going to break everything down. But before I do, I would be remiss if I did not thank our media partners. TH Boxing, which is right here. See that logo? We have IF Enterprises. I'm not aware of any logo. Um, and then Gulfstream Financial. I'm not allowed to show that logo here. Uh, thank you so much for your media partnership weekend trav we're going to talk about this thing because obviously if you are tuning in to us you know very well that terrence crawford took down sean porter in the 10th round uh, to us last night on saturday uh which was kind of a controversial maybe not controversial is not the right word but it was an interesting ending weekend yeah uh so we are going to get right into that let's break down the fight tell me what you saw leading up to round 10 and then we'll take it from there yeah, I mean, it was a very good fight. It was a very competitive and close fight. I would say for the first six rounds, um, I had it scored 4-2 to two in favor of Crawford, but I easily, um, Andre Ward, who I am normally on, on pace with, mm-hmm. we're talking about boxing, the guy's a genius, I think. So for me, even to be close to being his opinion, I, it's, I, I'm honored. But I had it 4-2. to two. He had it the other way for Porter. So, mm-hmm. like, it, and that's how close and competitive a fight it was. And I knew that early these are my prediction was almost the same as the Canelo fight, the same type of fight where I thought it was going to be very close early, and then the great ones pull away. Mm-hmm. Canelo pulled away and stopped Caleb Plant in the 11th round, except this time I didn't go out on a limb and predict um, a stoppage, and a stoppage ended up happening. You predicted a stoppage. Um, but So it was good and competitive early, and Sean Porter was doing what he should do to make it uncomfortable for Terrence Crawford, yeah. and then for whatever reason – he stopped, mm. and Terrence Crawford started boxing, started landing the jab, started landing a check right hook. Terrence Crawford began the fight in the first round uh, right-handed. Then he turned left-handed and finished the rest of the fight left-handed. Um, so I watched it, man, and it was, it was good and competitive. I, never, I was never on the edge of my seat thinking that um, Porter was going to beat him still, but it was a typical, like I thought was going to happen, though. Great fighters, Mayweather does it, Canelo does it. It's almost like they... They process data the first three, four rounds. And most of the average fans are like, oh, my God, he's losing, he's losing. But I'm just like, no, he's not. That's the Loma He's Chango literally, method, yeah. yes, yep. he's, they're literally computing data, and they spit that data out about round five, six, seven, eight, in the latter half of the fight. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Crawford just, like, figured him out and then eventually put him away. But, like you said, it wasn't controversy because Sean Porter wasn't upset but Sean Porter is one of the few world champion, former world champions that are trained by his father right. from amateur to pro. Right. So I know that dynamic too because me and my dad were texting during the whole thing was going on. And my dad was like, I understand the stoppage, Travis. And I was like, I understand why it happened, but I don't think it was a good stoppage. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It was interesting. So what we and Travis talking about, we were in round 10. At that point, Sean Porter in the round had been knocked down twice. Yep. Uh, Wasn't so, visibly hurt. Got no, up. No, and, and even the angle, some of the camera angles, it almost seemed like the ref was kind of saying, ah, you know what, that's enough. Or maybe the ref saw something that yeah. everyone else didn't yeah. see. But then when you start piecing together the camera angles, it, com- it comes, to, uh, f- t- comes to light for us that Sean Porter's father actually was on the ring apron. Yeah, he was the one making the final decision on that one. You saw the frustration. You saw the lament coming from Sean Porter. So you as a professional, you as, a, as someone who's been in the ring for many, many years, what's the, what's the feeling going on right now from Sean Porter's point of view? So this is a cool story that I, I'm glad that this kind of happened because I get to talk about it now because I'm going to bring up a guy that was in the mix and actually fought uh, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. I fought Keith Thurman in the pros. Yeah. So in the very end, and, the, and remember that I said the very end, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because it's part of the story. So the very end, they interviewed Sean Porter's dad. And Sean Porter's dad said the reason why he stopped it was he knew his son wasn't completely like, he, sa- he said he was still fine, but he was like, I knew my son wasn't fully prepared for this fight. Yeah. I didn't want to see him go on because I knew he wasn't prepared. And I'm like, wow, like hmm. Sean Porter's always like coming to a fight. So he was in training camp with him and clearly Sean Porter wasn't doing what he thought he should have been doing for a title fight like that. So I looked into that and I thought about it and I was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense because... When I fought Keith Thurman, I fought Keith Thurman on less than five days' notice on ESPN on the undercard uh, of a fight that um, Deontay Wilder was actually fighting on, too. Mm -hmm. So if you watch that fight, it's on YouTube. There's like 25,000 freaking views on it. I wish there was none. But I'm fighting (laughs) Keith Thurman, and I'm on the ropes, and Keith Thurman's unloading on me, and I like double hook, come off the ropes, and my dad's throwing the towel in. And I look over at my dad. Just like Sean Porter did too. He never got angry at him. If you watch it, sure. I was never angry with my dad sure. either. But I looked at my dad and I was like, really? And then I was like, okay, that's fair. The reason why I accepted it and thought it was fair was because he was right. I wasn't ready. Keith Thurman didn't beat the best Travis Hartman. He didn't even beat an average Travis Hartman. He beat a below average Travis Hartman. They shouldn't have been in the ring. When I look back now, I shouldn't have been in the ring. So I thank God every day that even though I lost that fight, and to me it was an embarrassment, honestly. It was an embarrassment on TV. I shouldn't even have been in the ring. But because of my father, I'm here right now after 40-something pro fights, 170 amateur fights, and I don't think my speech has changed. I don't think mm. my physical appearance has changed. Mm-mm. Maybe a couple gray hairs. But I, th- I think my dad felt every single day. Yeah. And I think that's probably where Sean Porter and his dad are at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so, so you made mention of the fact that he retired in the, in the presser at, after yeah. the fight. I, I've always been kind of on, on the fence isn't the right terminology for it, but I have not, I've never really liked that when a fighter does that right after a loss. Because to me, that's almost signaling you've thought about this. You've thought about the potential of you losing, which in training camp mm-hmm. and, and leading up to a big mm-hmm. fight, that should never enter your mind. So once that creeps in, the door's open, and that poison is in your brain. And so for you to be already prepared to retire in case you lose, there should be no in case of, of a loss. You should be expecting, I'm going to win this thing. Yep. So mentally, to me, he wasn't there. His father saying he wasn't prepared, maybe physically. Maybe he also said. He saw it mentally. Maybe it probably. was mentally. Yep. Do we think that this is an actual retirement? Is this going to be one of those where it's like, mm, something else pulls me out? I'm not really sure with a guy like Sean Porter because he's a very articulate, very smart guy too. His family, they're very family-oriented. The dad always has the best interest of his son right now. Yeah. Sean Porter did say, he said, 
before we came into the fight, I'd already decided that win or lose, I was going to retire. I just don't buy that. So with that being, yeah, I know anybody can say that because if he beats Terrence Crawford, you think he's going to retire? Uh, to me, so, I don't know. So but we, we don't know. So we but. can try. It's like team sports are different. When when Peyton Manning, when you need, he didn't actually retire after he won that last Super Bowl with the uh, with the Broncos, but you could see it all over his face. He won. He was elated. They were asking him, and he's like, "I got to go back to with my family." Yeah. He kept saying, "I got to drink a couple Budweisers." Yeah. He kept saying, "Get that money coming in those advertisements." Team, team sports is different, but a solo sport like this, it's harder, man. When you when that's creeping in your mind in training camp, walking to the ring. You're thinking, so what are, what are the thoughts going through your head as you walk and approach that ring? What are you thinking of as you as the fighter? When you yeah. were in those boots, what were you thinking before you entered that square? Oh, I'm telling you, when I fought Keith Thurman, I literally, the night before even that fight, I had a loss in my mind. I was mm. just like, I was thinking about, I was literally thinking, holy crap, I'm not prepared, but this is really a cool opportunity, mm. all of this stuff. But I wasn't thinking when. My mm. mental too going in that, my mental and my physical wasn't there. So at least Sean Porter had the physical part because mm -hmm. he was physically he in shape. Good. He did. He looked great. And he fought very good. Mm -hmm. If you watch the fight, that wasn't a knockout. No. He got up, he was fine, looked at the referee, clear-eyed, everything. Yeah. Yes. Easily could have kept going. He could have. Yeah. But I think the dad saw the next couple of rounds that he hadn't have it there. And you're right, though. Boxing, the biggest part of boxing, people don't believe me until they're actually in that ring, is boxing is 90% mental, 10% mm. physical. So whether he was prepared physically, which he looked at, he did, mentally he wasn't. And that little mental edge mm. that Terrence Crawford had over him, probably already, and then you add in that he's already thinking about retirement – there's an old, I can't remember what coach said this. It's an old famous boxing coach. Um, I forget who it is right off the top of my head, but he always said, if you're thinking about retirement, you're retired already. Yeah. Once that creeps yeah. into your mind, you're retired already. Because when things get tough in that fight, you're not. This, this is normal psychology of a normal person's thinking. If you start to get in a fight, and you've been through so many fights in your whole life anyway, because uh, Sean Porter was amateur as well, huge yeah, amateur career. Yeah, yeah. You start getting into a really tough fight, things get really tough, What's the odds that you're going to dig deeper and just put your body through more hell? Even though you know you're, you're going to be like, you know what? I've done a lot. And this, this comes into your mind because I've thought about it. Not on that championship level, obviously, but I've had those thoughts in the middle of a fight thinking, man, I've been through a lot of fights. Like, I think I'm done. Yeah. I, think, I don't think I want to grit yeah. this one out. And that, whether I retired or not from that, but I just, when you're not mentally prepared, you can't go to war because you're mental, not repair. That's why it's these top guys that we talk about week in and week out. You know, the Mayweathers of the world. We talk about Canelo Alvarez, all these guys. Those are the fighters. Those are the combat sports uh, uh, pugilists that never think about a loss. They only know that they're going right to win. Yep. Right? So... And the, the confidence is so sky high. So with this, I'm not, and I'm not trying to throw shade on Sean Porter at all. He's had a fantastic career. Um, I, even if he, even if he didn't retire, I don't know what where he goes from here in this division because yep. this division is stacked. Yep. Um, and he's and, already fought all the top guys. Yeah. And so now the question is, okay, Terrence Crawford, you won, you beat a, a solid opponent. It's yep. been about a year since your last fight. Obviously, we're all clamoring for the Earl Spence fight. If you're paying attention to us, and you probably saw the aftermath after the fight was over as the camera panned over to Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford was barking in the microphone about, is there a question about who's top in this division anymore? Yeah. And Errol Spence left with his tail between his legs. You know, it's funny, too, because they're, they've been beefing a little bit, right? Yeah. Go ahead and finish that thought, and I'll tell but you. That, that was kind of the thought is, what's next? Because Errol Spence will always have the excuse about his detached retina. He'll always have that. 
And so are we actually going to see that fight in 2022? Bob Arum's trying to keep his finger somewhere in the pulse, but that's obviously probably not going to be yeah. who's, who's at play here. He tried. He was trying to sell the fact that ESPN Plus, Top Rank, all this stuff is the best brand for it. I just don't see that. So where does Terrence Crawford go from here? Is it going to be Errol Spence? Is it going to be somebody else in the weight class? Does he stay in the weight class? Where do we go? Uh, my prediction, without going into too much detail, is he stays at 47. He fights Errol Spence in 2022 for sure. Um, Bob Arum made a comment about, yeah, yeah, I'll still, I, I would love to still keep working with Terrence Crawford on a fight-by-fight basis. I think maybe we can get the fight with Errol Spence still, blah, blah, blah. And Terrence Crawford, literally right next to Bob Arum in the post-fight press conference, said, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate everything's been done. He's like, but uh, I don't know what Bob thinks if, if I stay with him for a piece-by-piece fight, how he's going to get Errol Spence when I've been with him for this long and he couldn't get Errol Spence. Right. So it's a great point. He needs to go somewhere else, and we've said this for years on yes, our we show. Have. Yes, we if have. he wants to be great, he needs to leave Bob Arum. Yeah, so I saw a different interview with Bob Arum. It was kind of like in the halls and things like that, and they, they were, he was asked about that, and he basically said this. Terrence Crawford's in the position where he doesn't have to do anything. He's like, he has to wait to hear our offer. He's in a great spot. So he, Bob Arum already knows they, they're, they're in a losing situation when it comes to, obviously, the contract's over, what they can even offer. He's a free would, agent, baby. It would have to be them offering Errol Spence on a platter somehow. Yeah. But he even admitted they haven't had that conversation over with the other promotion <laughs> at all. Uh, but he made a comment, which I took as almost such a slap in the face, when he was asked, well, well Terrence Crawford, you think you, do you think he's interested more in uniting all the belts? And he, and he Bob Arum, I can't quote, don't quote me word for word, but he basically said, no, I don't think so. Those guys, they just care about the green. Slap in the face. It that's, is. That's how he's treated fighters for a long time, though. And the sad thing is, though, it's been Bob Arum that's been about the money because that's why he ends up releasing all the fighters that he has because he claims he can't make money off of them. Yeah. They all leave and become the biggest stars in boxing. Oscar De La Hoya left Bob Arum, became the biggest cash cow in boxing. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather leaves Bob Arum, becomes the biggest cash cow in all of boxing. In history. In, literally in history, in, humanity, in human history. Now, I'm not saying Terrence Crawford is on the no, level of Oscar so. Dolhoy, Floyd Mayweather. I don't know, but I do. I said it in my prediction video. I said if he can stop a guy like Sean Porter, nobody in his entire career has stopped Sean Porter. Mm. That's impressive. Yeah, and he did, and he stopped. Whether it was an early stoppage, he had him knocked down twice in the tenth round. Terrence Crawford is one of the best finishers in boxing. Yeah. He's, got a, he's running a nine-fight KO streak going into this at that level. Even if the rounds are close at that point, that round by itself is, what, a 10-7 round? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that, that was going to be a tough— It was over. It was over. If they would have yeah. finished out—even if they went to the scorecards after that, Terrence Crawford wins that hands yeah. So So obviously the hope, and like as you mentioned, everyone's been talking about it. We want to see Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. We've wanted that for a long time. Is it going to happen? Everybody has years. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what the boxing gods have in store for us and have in store for Terrence Crawford. But like I said, I've seen other names kind of tossed around, but that's the quote-unquote Monday morning quarterback of boxing, even though today's Sunday. Which, by the way, this is the number one beards. Right here. He has a little bit. Bourbon and boxing. Uh, stuff around here. Podcast. Podcast. Filmed. In? In Orlando, Florida. Specifically? Laureate Park. Specifically more? Within a boxing gym. Shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday. In the world. In the world. In the world. Remember that. So if you're subscribing In to our content. world. When you're subscribing, you're subscribing to that. We, that is our corner of this market. 
those specific uh, demographic, that specific demographic yep. and niche, niche. Yeah, because we're the best in the world. Yeah, so I think of the world, Craig. In the world, you're not Craig. I'm not Craig. I know, but it's off of uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Top yeah. flight security of the world, Craig. People don't tune into us. Of the world, Craig. Yeah, they don't think we're going to be quoted. But that B movie. money. You have the best nickname, so sorry, I won't call you Craig anymore. You're B money. Well, I like Weekend Travis, the nickname I as think, well. I think B money's pretty, pretty tight. So it goes without saying. Well, thank you. I am pretty tight. <laughs> Goes without saying. That's what he said. Terrence Crawford, victorious. We hope uh, there's big things on the horizon 2022. With what promotion? We don't know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't. Um, I'm sure there's – I'm going to go ahead and predict, too, that – don't you remember Triller. Oh, my gosh. Trash. <laughs> trash. Please, Terrence, don't do that. Sorry, Triller, but not. Um, they're talking about how t- – all these YouTubers are making a mockery of boxing. Triller was making a mockery of boxing, yeah. okay? Let's be real. But I think, I remember a couple of years, not about a year or so ago, Canelo fought down in Miami, I believe mm-hmm. it was, and Terrence Crawford happened to be there. Yeah. And who was promoting that show? Eddie Hearn of yeah. Matchroom Boxing. Yeah, yeah. So I would not be surprised if Eddie Hearn jumps in here, doesn't sign Terrence, but signs him to a one or two fight deal and says, hey, let's do a tune-up at the beginning of 2022 and a blockbuster fight in September yeah. of 2022 against Errol Spence. I think he can I'd make like it that. happen. I think I would like that. And so, so it's my t- prediction. Remember this. This isn't part of our prediction thing, though. This is mine, though. Which, by I'm, the way, I feel it. as a refresher, we, we have this kind of running deal of you pick fights, I pick the same fights, we pick this and that. So I think we're pretty neck and neck with stuff now. We actually are. I think when it came to the birth of your daughter, we kind of split things because you had the date a little more appropriate. I said you're going to have gender. a girl. I was right. So we, we kind of split that. We pushed that. Uh, this fight in general, we both said Terrence Crawford is going to win. Which was obvious. Yeah, I you, didn't think he could stop him. Yeah, though. you had UD. I had ninth round stoppage and it ended up being 10th round off. stoppage. So pretty good. What I should have done, Weekend Travel, we texted about this earlier today. I should have bet on him winning, but also probably rounds 9 through 12. Yep. And then I would have walked away probably pretty happy. Because sports betting is now legal in Florida. If you have the proper app, they are not a sponsor, so we're not going to uh, actually state what app that is. But if you Google the proper sports betting apps in the state of Florida, if you're watching us from the state of Florida, you'll find what I'm talking about. Thank you, Indianapolis Colts. You won me some money today against the Buffalo Bills. Thank you, Terrence Crawford, as well. Okay. So, uh, Weekend Trav, Terrence Crawford, it goes without saying, he's also our Beardsman of the Week. He's also... Our money shot of the week. Bring. Yeah, I think he had a nice check right hook. He had a uppercut, a counter uppercut that he landed. So there's a couple really good ones that he showed. He's he's really good. Yeah, I was is. trying to explain to everybody how his punches sometimes don't look like they're crazy hard, but he's so accurate and he pinpoints them so well. And is, he's so like he's always in place. He's always in position to throw punches, and he's so athletic because he can switch right to left. But he was in position and countered so well that some of those punches that he landed, I was just like, holy crap. Most people watch it and don't realize how hard it is to do what he does. Yeah. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, when I watch Floyd Mayweather, it's the same thing. I'm in awe of a lot of the stuff he does, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. I'm in awe, and I'm also in pain when I watch Crawford because I remember those punches and I felt those punches. Yeah. He's one of the hardest, not one of, the hardest hitting puncher I've ever fought in my entire life. It was interesting. It was almost foreshadowing because Sean Porter, in an interview prior to the matchup, which I, which I read, 
uh, he had mentioned that he's been in the ring with some of the top guys, southpaws, orthodox, mm-hmm. this and that, you know, power punchers, whatever else. And basically, he didn't think he saw that across the ring coming up to this fight. Well, guess what? You got a little bit of everything yeah. in this one. You know what was really cool about those guys, too? They were so freaking classy, man. It's not even funny sometimes. They were so classy in the ring after because they're actually friends. Sure. They were so classy in the ring and afterwards and even before the fight. The, uh, they were doing these interviews before the fight, like a couple days before, like the press tour. Yeah. And one of the guys asked him, I forget the guy's name, the ESPN analyst. I forget his name, but he asked Sean Porter. He said, who's the best welterweight in the world right now? And Sean Porter goes, stopped, and he goes, respectfully, he goes, Terrence Crawford. Hmm. And he said that before the fight. And I was just like, this dude's a classy dude. And he didn't say that, like, because when he came out, man, there was no there was no friends during that first no like three or four loss. rounds yeah. because he like there were some headbutts that got landed in there sure, there was sure, some sure. rough housing that went on like Crawford even threw him around a little bit but it was it was a good fight but they both are super classy afterwards and I, I my hats off to if Sean Porter really does retire hats off to that guy that guy's a classy dude you will not find a more gentleman-like person in the boxing ring than a guy like Sean Porter yeah I think he has. He's good for boxing. He he's teeing himself up to be behind the table. I think. I think we'll put a mic in his face, and he's he'll done be some pretty small solid for many many years. Um, so, hats off to to both those guys. Hopefully, we see some big things with Terrence Crawford next year. Maybe an Errol Spence. Maybe who knows? Other people. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that all plays out. But we can travel. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, we haven't done this for a bit because. Frankly, we've done a lot of Zooms recently for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's just pure convenience, to be honest with you. Folks, we love you. We love you out there. Uh, but sometimes... We have families now, too. We got the families. We got the tech. We're family men now, and we're like, money. Man, it's pretty. It's a lot easier to edit that, 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 <laughs> that Zoom video. Um, anyways, but so we're, we have any volunteers? Yeah, exactly. But okay. we're here in person, so we are actually drinking the same thing tonight. We are drinking Russell's Reserve, the 10-year... Um, let's see, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, so obviously from Kentucky. Uh, what do you think here, Weekend Trap? This is not bad at all, and I have to give thanks to a good friend of mine who actually was a guest on our podcast, Mm -hmm. former professional tennis player and uh, Illini alum, Jared Hiltzik. Mm -hmm. Thanks, brother. Thanks for giving it to me. He brought it over to me for the birth of our baby. Was here visiting from, um, North Carolina. They're driving all Um, over the place right now. They are. They're back in, like, Chicago, that area. Yeah, Jared's living life, Jared. God bless you, brother. Good, good for you. Um, but this, I like it. It's good. It's I very mean, good. It's, I, it I, is, I, I like it. I, I don't, it's there, not. There's not a big bite to it. It's nah. very smooth. It's, uh, it's just, it's tasty now. We've drank half of it already. As, as per usual, I, I cut it down with some ice. And Same. so that's helping it a, a bit. splash. And, but it has a nice, a sweet, but it's not overpowering. The, yeah. the, the note's not overpowering. The notes. You know, we do a little of this here. Let's see here. Let me see here. Let's see what it says the notes are. But then again, I'm also drinking. All right. More than 90 years. That's the combined tenure of master distillers Jimmy and his son, Eddie Russell. They hand-select barrels after at least 10 years of aging, resulting in a bourbon that delivers a balance of rich, spicy vanilla flavors. I get the vanilla. Their experience guarantees your... Guarantees yours. Their experience guarantees yours. I don't know if that... What does that make so sense? It guarantees our experience? Their experience guarantees yours. Oh, okay. So oh, I- their experience in bourbon and being master distillers guarantees your experience. That's actually... Ve- you know what? We're, we learn something new yeah, every day. Yeah, you know what? We're not... 
We're, we're kind of dumb sometimes, but our, that was very, that our was collective experience guarantees your experience. See what we did there? Mm. Do you see what we did there? Mm-hmm. That can be taken any way you want. We're deep critical thinkers here. Oh, I am. Spe- I am. Speaking of which, speaking of which, oh, yeah, I you, have to say this now. I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm not rubbing salt on the wound of the Green Bay Packers losing because, as right. you know, yeah. I have become a small fan of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Because he is a deep critical thinker. He is. But his arrogance is pissing me off. Why? Because I watched a commercial of his. Mm-hmm. State Farm one. Yeah. And he's so arrogant that he thinks that he's the only one that's supposed to get a discount. And the discount from State Farm is supposed to go to everybody. I know, because I can tell you. How for, dare he I can think tell he's you, the only one. And thank you to State Farm. Uh, I can tell you, I get that discount too, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. With How your arrogance. dare you, Aaron, and your arrogance. Kudos to State Farm for not buckling to the mob and actually continuing to air their commercials Amazing. over the past couple of weeks. Now that's yesterday's news. We don't talk about that stuff. Discount no one cares anymore because, lo and behold, after he got it, got the big C. A lot of football players just got the big C recently, and it's kind of screwed up some games. So the I think Cowboys that's yesterday's news. Um, anyways, yeah, no salt in the wound. The, the, the Packers lost today against our, our bitter rival, the Vikings, which kudos to the Vikings. They played very well. Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind. Our defense just didn't show up. Uh, the Cowboys, on the other hand, they got some issues. They got some injuries. They got some things. The big C hit the Cowboys, too. Yeah, it hits us all, folks. It hits us all. <sighs> and it's going to hit us all. Keep that in mind. How is it not already hit us all in We're going to keep years? calling it the Big C because when we actually use the real name, I think that's when we get shadow banned even worse than we already are. Okay, yeah, that's better. Even okay. worse than we already are. Okay. Um, it's going to hit us all. It already has supply chain disruption. It's hit all everybody. Sorts of, it's hit everybody, okay? Do what you need to do. You want to get the shots, get the shots. You want to do, do self-medicate, do self-medicate. Just know that there's risks involved, which, like, I, I had those risks too. And lo and behold, B-Money is back. B-Money? He's better than ever. Look at this. He, can, he comes back. He has cool sunglasses. He has a cool beard. He's not coughing anymore. He looks good. I don't disagree with that at all. He's, I think that he's drinking bourbon. He's drinking beer. Even we might the, be the number one ooh. beards, bourbon, boxing, and beer. What the four Bs? Probably in the world. I don't have to narrow that down. You know the better business bureaus, the three Bs. We're the four Bs. Four Bs. Beat the four Bs. Like the four horsemen. And then we could add a fifth B on there, but I, I don't want to say what that B would be. A, that's pretty. That's open to interpretation. There we go. So we can draft. Yes, sir. B money. What's up? I'm sure we are final. We finalized the match that we saw last night. But let's move on. We yes. have Turkey Day. Thanksgiving is this uh, this Thursday. Which yes, sir. Last week I had mentioned that. You know, I'm thankful every day of the of the year. This is true. So you I don't need a Christmas one full this. day. Uh, yeah, I, our house is decorated outside, inside. I got it. It's great. I love that. I love I the client, feelings right my now. My client get, my Christmas gifts are already you know bundled and ready to pack and shipped. I'm waiting for Thursday to be over so those you things go not. out. Man, he's got B money's on it. I'm on it. B-Money's I'm on it like on a bonnet. Like but we can trap beyond like Thanksgiving on Thursday. We have fights coming up. Yes. Over the next couple of weeks, we do. Let's we still do. Discuss some of that. We still got a couple of big fights to end the year out. We do because Javante Davis is fighting Isaac Cruz, 22-1. Um, he was supposed to fight Roly, uh, but Roly got arrested and convicted of not con- not convicted. Sorry, I should not say that. Innocent he's, till proven guilty. And well, I'm going to go with that for now. I am because he's not. We're not going to. We're not going to persecute him no, right now. No, no, no. Because the fact that they cut him out of this fight when he's just been charged. 
I think is BS because he hasn't been convicted. He's just been charged with allegations of, I believe, sexual assault or rape. I can't remember for sure, but it's not looking good. The fact that they actually dropped him off the card to me means that they have some inside knowledge that maybe it's true. Yeah. So he got dropped. Regardless, we're not talking about him anymore because he's out. So Isaac Cruz stepped in to fill in that spot. It's a Staples Center, December 5th. It's for the WBA World Lightweight title. Mm -hmm. So Javante Davis is a player in that division, man. He's a big-time player. He's promoted by Mayweather. He's advised by Floyd Mayweather. They have a little bit of a rocky relationship too. But the guy is exciting, okay? The guy's very exciting. The guy hits hard. He's very – I don't want to say charismatic, but he's very um, controversial, so he's, people tune into him. He's learning the, char- the the charisma game, as we saw in the last fight, just kind of the approach to it, the walkout, the outfit, all that sort of stuff. So I think he has a little bit of that. Take notes from Floyd. So we got that. Well, but then, but then, he is taking notes from Floyd, but he's taking the wrong notes. Well, He's getting in a little trouble outside the boxing ring. We don't talk about that <laughs> car accident anymore. That thing's over, right? Yeah. You know what? We don't talk about the car accident anymore. Before the car accident, he was dragging his girlfriend out by the hair of a boxing match yeah. ringside. Yeah. And, and then the car accident happened. So we're like, oh, let's stop talking about his domestic abuse. Poof. Just like we were talking before the, the we started recording the podcast, the Tyre- Tyreek Hill stuff with Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Poof. Yeah. That stuff goes away. Certain Kareem things Hunt. go away. Poof. Those things go away. Interesting. It's very interesting how. But let's complain about a guy who uh, said he's, uh, uh, you know, he didn't say he was vaccinated. Immunized. But he said he was immunized. Immunized. Okay. We don't talk about, you know, wife beaters and stuff. Anyways, that being said. Tell us how you really feel, B-Money. What else do we have coming up? I know we have another big time thing around the, the corner from where we are. Yes, we do. Um, we have Mr. Jacques. Jacques. Paul. Fighting Timmy Fury, but Tommy Fury, December 18th in Tampa, Florida on pay-per-view. I think it's actually, listen, if you guys want to see Jake Paul in a fight where he actually can be beat. This is it. I think he, listen, and I'm I'm, I'm not talking about, I think that this is a 50-50, what we call a pick-em fight. Right now, So if you're on the sports betting, I think this is a 50-50 fight. I think it's a pick-em fight because they're both on the same level, even though... Um, Tommy Fury is 7-0, and he's the brother of Tyson Fury. He does not have the same genes as Tyson. You could actually look at the two and see that. Tyson Fury is an Adonis with amazing body. Not really. But Tommy Fury has amazing body. The dad's good-looking. I'm saying this because I'm very secure with my masculinity. Is it the same father? Is that he's a good-looking dude. No, I think it's a half-brother. Yeah, I was going to say, because they, they honestly oh, so look... Yeah, so I think they it's probably look, the same father. They look zero percent alike first of all they're gypsies so i don't know for sure but it could be the same father the i don't i don't really know what okay. it is but they're, they're gypsies so we don't know but regardless right. they're actually em. close because they're actually um tyson fury's helping uh tommy fury train for this fight yeah. so he's in his camp so there is that but we got but a lot of time before that we're, we're over three weeks away from that december 18th is that fight yeah. and it's in tampa which is guys that's literally an hour away from us over here in orlando so it's not far if somehow I turn up over there, don't be surprprised. I think if we that's can a possibility trap, Listen, pops up somewhere. That's a good Christmas trip for anybody to come down. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're fighting at Amelie Arena, which is where the uh, lightning play because I've seen him av- He's doing been advertising with the lightning. I don't know the, the venue, but I'm thinking that's where it's at. but that's coming up you know. in about three or so weeks. Big time, uh, I wouldn't say the fight necessarily, but the event. There's a, there's a, there's a good Jake women's fight. Paul's a headline fight. grabber, there's man. There's a good women's fight on that thing. There is, yep. There's other. Who, there's it's a, at Emily Arena. You were correct, there sir. There you go. Uh, uh, we have another uh, professional 
former professional football player fighting a professional basketball player. Former on that same card, though, I don't think it is. I thought it was. I don't think it's on that same card. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. It is. A four-rounder. Yeah. Deron Williams, the basketball versus Ooh. Frank Gore. You are correct, V-Money. Frank Gore is going to destroy him. You are I'm just, correct. I'm calling it right now. Hey, and I'm sure there's no Vegas odds on that yet, but if there is, put everything on Frank Gore. You think so? I think so. Though, we do not guarantee you win any money by any of our decisions or picks or, or philosophies when it comes to boxing, uh, football, or any other sports gambling uh, potential. We just give our opinion. We do not guarantee you win any money, but I think Frank Gore is going to take it to the house on that one. I think that football players are very tough individuals, and no offense NBA players. But Soft. LeBron James flops Soft. like a fish out of water. Therefore, dude, I LeBron almost, Williams, I'm not saying he does that. I forgot. But Fred Gore's a bad dude. I forgot He's to a tell bowling you. ball. I saw this commercial. You know that one like fitness thing where you attach it to the wall and they have all the cables and crap like that and you has it pulley like, systems? It sounds like a swing, but I don't know. No, no, no. It's a, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a LeBron James commercial. And it was him shirtless, working out, talking about like grit and dedication and this and that. Same. And all I can think about we can travel mm-hmm. was how he made fun of recently in the past week made fun of a 17 well now 18 year old kid crying on the stand yeah it was very heartless when thing. that sob has cried has been when he was with the heat he was carried off because he he hurt his his ankle or toenail or something he's weeping that sorry sack of crap this LeBron is why we James. Get because and I had to watch this liberal. stupid commercial of him working out with the I think it's the tonal system or something like that I'm sorry. I don't care about LeBron James' workout regiment. Is he even back playing again? I thought he was out for so long. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge I, basketball fan, but I haven't watched I NBA just, in years. He makes me sick. He makes me sick. LeBron James makes me sick. Listen, I'm, I'm, not, in, I'm not in full disagreement with you on that one. I think that he's probably one of the best basketball players out there for I sure. Of, of all but time, the dude, he'll be on there. Yeah. He's in the conversation for sure. I still have, I love my beloved Michael Jordan. Of course. I He's love the best this ever. guy. I have an emotional attachment probably to him. All of us probably do because of all of the things we watched and social media wasn't as big back then. So we didn't get to see all Michael of the Jordan, raw, uncut Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and but, Bill Russell are two of the, probably the top two of, of all time. Yeah. I mean, and I. Kobe's up there. I like him as a person. That's the thing is like, I can, I, I don't know. I like Jordan as a person. But mm. regardless of that, mm. I actually, I do though. Like when I, I'm, so maybe as a person with wrong words, I like his attitude towards winning. That's yes. what I like. Yeah. I yeah. like that. And that's why also I wasn't a big fan of Kobe. You know, rest in peace, God rest his soul. I wasn't a big fan of him. I was a major fan of his Mamba mentality because yeah. that was similar to Jordan's mentality. That's why I like those guys because of their mentality. Once again. As uh, we're talking sports. Another guy whose stuff gets pushed under the rug. From Colorado. Uh, yes. Anyways, uh, so actually, that was no. That got, he he got dropped by sponsors for that. Yeah, that didn't. But, but he got dropped by but, major sponsors like I think anymore. Sprite and McDonald's. Temporary. All that, yeah. Um, so, anyways, we can trap. Yes, we sir. could do this on and on and on. This is like our old days where we would all of a sudden start. I love it. Probably drinking too much and we start rambling and talking about politics. Starting, we're not going to do that. In band. We're not going to do that. But we're going to do. We want to wrap up the show, the episode. We're going to put a bow on it. I'm going to give you the final thought as I brush my beard. Don't be silly. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a very, very nice beard that you have there. And even though we gave the beardsman of the month, our beardsman of the week, to Terrence Crawford, I still say B-Money's got it for the month of I'm November. The beard, I'm the beardsman of your life. I have, am, 
I agree. Of your life. That year of the month, not the life. Okay. Because as soon as mine comes back, I'm going to get it. Like this? Thing? November 1st. You can't, I actually, you can't put your baby daughter the, up to this. First of all, the length of that is pretty phenomenal. That's what she said. And I know Amber, <laughs> she did tell me. But regardless of that, she also said your guys' favorite word is that's good enough. Oh, yeah. That's why she married you because she said, ah, he's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'm I, kidding. I, I say that too. I'm kidding. Listen. It's like, hey, so, hey man, it's getting late. That's good enough. <laughs> I don't, so I was just kidding, but I really, I don't have, um, I don't have anything very, very like deep and critical and all of that stuff, mm. but I do challenge people to think critically, mm. not just about politics and things like that. Mm. Think critically about your life. Think about what you really, really want in life and think about how you're going to get that. Stop basing your life on other people's life. Like you see LeBron James. Is that guy one of the most talented basketball players out there? For sure. But don't try to pattern your life after that guy. No, Everybody's an individual because he, I think, was born with abs and muscles, and he was 18 years old coming out of high school, and I swear to God, he was 40 years old. The guy looked like he was 40. Like, this guy has been aged since he was well, 18. He looked no, the same since he was 18. There's no denying his talent at that point. And even as a sophomore in high school, he was already being lauded as the next Michael Jordan. So, I mean, I remember yes, that, man. I, I remember, so, like, Sports Illustrated. So, he's everybody. being touted. It's hard to, to live a, a different way. Uh, so, we can travel. Those are good final thoughts. My final thoughts is this. As I've been on this journey over the past, I call it, like, two months, I've been reading a lot of content. I've been doing a lot of things. Introspection is what I call it. <clears throat> I... I, I just want the viewers, if you're still listening, if you're still watching, if you're subscribing, which you should below. <clears throat> we have hundreds of subscribers. I, I just, especially in the light of the season, where this is Thanksgiving week, Thursday is Thanksgiving, in our culture, I believe in this idea of being grateful, being content, living for the now, not, not focused on the past or the future, but the moment now. What, what are we doing currently? But also... Being thankful and grateful for the, everything around us, our, the people. I'm grateful for this guy, this knucklehead next to me. Not gonna, that's kind of a mean, mean way to put it. Sorry, but I cried. I, I'm very critical uh, of certain things, but I'm grateful for this guy. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the fact that we could talk on this microphone, have a good time, and spend time together. But, but when you look at your own life and you look at your family, your career, maybe you're not married, maybe you're single, you, you know, your coworkers, things like that. To me, the idea of thoughtfulness and being grateful and living in today and in the moment is such a, such a, a, a task and an undertaking, but I think very vital to your true contentment. So my final thought before we hit Thanksgiving and Turkey Day is be content, be grateful, because things could be a lot worse, things could be a lot better, but live for now. Always focus on now. Don't let the future or the past dictate your now. I like it. We're going we're to end with that. I, I can't follow that up because if Bam. I did, I'll go on another rant. And we don't need that. we got to wrap this up. Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Thank you. <laughs> so with that, weekend Trav, happy Thanksgiving. A couple days early, a few days early. I appreciate you. And uh, if you have yet to subscribe, do so below. Uh, hit the checkbox or hit the thumb up, I should say. Like our content. Please do because every time you do that, YouTube looks at our stuff and they're like, eh, no, we're still going to shadow ban them. But maybe we're going to give them every four months one of those good videos that breaks out. Yeah. Maybe every four months we'll get 1,000 views. Maybe. Which has already happened. Maybe. So anyways, thank you so much for following along. That there is Weekend Trev. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers fan, a.k.a. 
be money. God bless. And happy Thanksgiving. Is this thing on? Boop, boop, boop.